Hey everyone! Hello! <laughs> Welcome back to Film Fatales. I almost forgot the name of our podcast because it's been approximately one month since we've put anything up. But that's okay, because we're back. We're back. We're back from a short hiatus. But a, sh- a short hiatus is fine at the end of summer. There's a lot going on. What? Tell the people what's new with you, Jeff. I feel like there's more happenings with you. Well, um, it's just polite to ask first before I tell people. Okay. What's happening to me, you know? <laughs> um, new, new. I mean, my job has always been been new, and I've, I'm finally feeling I'm, I'm more settled in, and um, things have been going well. I got braces, so it doesn't do good if I'm already having a lisp. So, um, so that's the thing. It's interesting you call them braces when I feel like Invisalign. Oh, there's a siren already. That's a good start. Um, when I feel like Invisalign and braces are just like two different categories. Like braces, like- people are going to picture that your mouth is like full of metal, like like 12-year-old girl. Yeah, totally. But I, I just don't want to... Invisalign is such a weird word to say, and I don't want to keep doing free advertisement for them. So <laughs> Right, I guess it is a company. Okay. I know. Well, um, there we go. Um, you, on the other hand, do you want to share with our imaginary listeners about your updates? Imaginary listeners, I checked our stats. We have some consistency. Anyways. That's great. Um, um, I moved. I hate moving. This is my this is my fourth time moving in the last two years. But like not just moving places, like moving full cities. So that's cool. Um, and now I live in Toronto. I've left. Hamilton, You're a Toronto girly now. And I'm now a Toronto girly. And let me tell you, it's actually a little scary. I've smiled at many people and nobody smiles back, which <laughs> is fine because really I don't. Sorry, this sounds bad, but I really don't want to smile at people. But I just feel like when you're in a new place, you're very like overly polite and friendly to everyone because you're maybe feeling slightly out of place. But no one smiles back. So I just need to kind of adopt that energy, which I know is really kind of my energy in the first place. So it should be okay. There we go. Have you met any friends, neighbors? Did you make any friends out of? I've met some neighbors. So my parents were here with their dog, who's like a puppy. So he was very popular. So he was kind of the only key to meeting any people because they would want to see the dog. And then I would kind of like force my conversation on them. Um, I feel like people want to make friends with the dogs more than people yeah. itself. So. so I met some neighbors. I don't know. I haven't. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not like so hard pressed to to make friends here. Like it's fine. Totally. Who needs them? Who needs friends? Like, Who I needs friends just... anyway? Friends are so overrated. Hop on a Zoom or a FaceTime. You know, I have friends. It's well, fine. don't sound defensive about it. Do you it's want fine. to tell people where you live? Um, street address. Your unit number, um, so people can dox you. No, but if people want to send me money and gifts, then they can email me, and I'll give them my address. Right. Um. Hopefully, we get to, um, get together sometime. We're just an hour apart. Um. Yeah. Um. I'm glad that we're back, 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 back again, and talk about our favorite things. We're also approximately like an hour and a half apart. If not less, like, <laughs> well, I guess you live in like the further neighborhood than like downtown. So, um, yeah. 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 Anyways, I live right outside of downtown, but technically it's midtown. But yeah, I, th- I feel like it's, a, it's only better to live not downtown because you get to, again, like go into downtown if you want, but also get yeah. out of it if you want. Right. So 
Yeah, so it's nice. Anyways, we're back and hopefully recording with some level of consistency, but don't hold us to it. That's the um, dream. <laughs> Jeff, you can introduce who we will be talking about this month. We are hopping back to the film Fatal Train. Um, that is going back on service again uh, with none other than Michelle Yeoh's career. And we're going to be looking about um, four films like we've always been doing semi-regularly. Um, and this week, we're starting our discussion on the 2000 film, the internationally known blockbuster i'm trying to make sure i got the got the title correct um <laughs> hidden tiger crouching dragon no yes no <laughs> hidden hidden dragon uh, crouching tiger no <laughs> neither um hidden drag queens crouching um groomers <laughs> you can't say that i know <laughs> crouching tiger hidden dragon i'm gonna fuck that up so much because um in chinese it yeah. makes so much more sense. But I feel like when you're translating some of the the, the text um, from Chinese to English, I, can, I feel like it's, it sometimes loses some of the meaning, which is kind of why I asked you yesterday night, like how right. was your viewing experience? Like, were you able to get most of it right? Or mm-hmm. um, what did you get out of that film specifically? Yeah, well, yeah, I think it'll be interesting for the two of us to talk about it. But um, we should do a recap first. What? Yeah, tell people kind of what it's about. And also tell people like your your if you have any history with the film, if you Yeah, totally. Um the film starts with the swordman, the protagonist of the film. His name is uh Mubai. I think I'm just calling him Lee from now on. Um he is just returning from a meditation retreat, which sounds kind of uppity as I'm speaking. Um, and he realizes that he needs to let go of his swordman past in 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 around the world. So um, he's trying to retire and giving up his uh, well treasured sword. It's called Green Green Dynasty Green something, um, which, which we'll we'll talk about later. Um, and then while sending back the sword to um, uh, a general in 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 China, it leads to a series of um, events of uh, power about um, about love about revenge um, between Michelle Yeoh's character. Her character's name is um, what's her character's name again? Uh, I have my note. I, I should note. remember this. I have my note. Julian, yeah, uh, and Michelle Yeoh's character is Julian. Yeah. Uh, which she works for uh, as a head of a security company. Um, I, guess, I guess that's how I would summarize it without, I mean, without kind of spoiling some of the, the later parts of the story, which we'll be sure to cover on. Um, but in short, it's a short, it's a story about like humanity. It's about letting go. It's about reconciling with history, traditions, and um, a clash between new and old. Uh, a clash between traditions and um, breaking through those traditions um, and trying to um, come out of it with a new sense of hope, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a wonderful film. Um, to answer your question really shortly, I think this is my third time watching it, similarly to yours, I believe. Um, I think this time around, I picked up on really um, particular things about Michelle Yeoh's character, about like how I 
as a late 20s, I feel like I relate a little bit more with Michelle's character um, as someone who is like wanting to love, but being held off by all these like traditions. So yeah. How was your viewing experience as um, your third time watching it? Um, it was good. Yeah, I'm familiar with the film because my parents had it on DVD. So I saw it a few times as a kid, but watching it for the first time as an adult, I definitely um, missed... 95% of the messaging that this movie I think is trying to get across when I watched it as a kid. Like, I just thought it was cool. Um, but now I think there's a lot, it's kind of like, it was a lot more um, sad than I remember. <laughs> it's a lot more, like I haven't seen this movie in like 15 years probably. So it's a lot more like, just like melancholic this time around i think <laughs> totally. for me like i was like okay <laughs> but um yeah it was great i think what it what it was trying to do for when it was made was cool i want to talk about like why you can talk about this because we tossed a few films around to start with for michelle yo um and you watched a couple of them and we ultimately decided on this one. And I wanted to explain why, because like Michelle Yeoh has what, what was her comeuppance in the nineties, right? And like, yes, Hong Kong action films. Um, she was born in Malaysia and then she um, was a trained ballerina, but then had to give up because of an injury. And then did, she turned into, um, she chanced her way into a passion and then won. And then it got her into right. um, show business as a as a as a, as a as a martial arts actress, right? And so the film, like she was a she was um she was a Bond girl in 1997, yes. and that was sort of her first international foray. I want to say is that correct? Sort of her first yes. international recognition. And then this came out, which this movie was like massive. So, um, why did we start with this massive internationally acclaimed film rather than her earlier? works yeah i think hong kong cinema during her her 90s days were a little bit too you know repetitive um when we're researching on some of the films that we could potentially do um like heroic trio which is like a like a like the name suggests it's like a trio of women superheroes coming together in like a hong kong setting it was marvel before it marvels really um it was so fascinating but there wasn't really a lot of emotional exploration about her acting capabilities and her, you know, her early stage as an as an as an actress. Um, versus, I feel like starting from Bond till um, this film that we're talking about, I feel like there's a lot more stage presence with her, uh, screen presence. Um, and then I feel like this film really kind of puts her into into the international spotlight as an as an actress. Um, and also as a as an Asian actress, um, yeah, I feel like this film she gets to showcase a lot, lot more than some of the earlier films of hers. And I think um, I feel like the performance speaks for itself. Um, she's able to show a really um, not just the physical side of things, but also the emotional uh, portrayals of the performances. Uh, yeah, I think, I think that's how kind of how I kind of foreground why we choose this film as a start i think yeah why we're starting here that's fair um well what stood out for you then in the movie i think either about michelle or just about the movie in general 
I think watching her this time around, I relate to her character a little bit more because she she and the protagonist are dealing with, you know, confessing their love, but in a really Chinese way. I think part of the reason why the movie is so good is because it, it caters to both the Chinese audience and also the Western audience. Like, just talking about love, it's not pretty much a Chinese thing, but they're able to, like, weave into um, a plot of the movie. It's like you know that the two of them love each other, but they are being held off from all these traditions. They're not able to do so. Um, I think that she really nails it in the head, like being this seemingly timid and shy woman, but also having this strong physical protectiveness of her and trying to please everybody. Um, Are you talking about Michelle's character with Lee or are you talking about, um, what were their names? Jen? Jen, um, I'm talking about with Lee, uh, with um, Chow Yun-fat, who is also another famous Hong Kong actress as well. Um, yeah, I just who's find, the protagonist like, in your mind? Who's the protagonist in this film in your mind? I think it's definitely Jen. Like, watching it for the first yeah. time, I feel like I was really relating to Jen, who is this feisty, young warrior, um, you know, who's, like, capable of doing so many things. Um, but now watching it a little bit older, I feel like I relate a little bit too more with Michelle. With Michelle, I think, um, yeah. Like, who, who do you think is the protagonist? I would say Jen or Shulian, right? Michelle's mm-hmm. character. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, I would say it's definitely the two of them. Like, I feel like, like both of them have this sort of love story going on. Michelle's is kind of more in the background. Um, but the men kind of, to me, play more of a supporting role, which is interesting when I look at the poster because <laughs> Lee is so massive on the poster and then Michelle and whomever plays Jen are behind him. So. But I think, if anything, I think um, Michelle Yeoh has a more internationally known presence than the, the protagonist, Lee, I think. Um, because I feel like it also speaks to like Hollywood use of female Asian actresses as like a supporting role. Um, Cause I feel like before this, I think Michelle acted in the Bond girl. I think that was her yeah, first introduction. Three years too. Before. Um, so I, I think the casting make a lot of sense mm-hmm. um, in terms of like, everybody has like a plot and everybody has their own perspective. And um, it, it almost feels like there's no real protagonist here. I feel like every time you watch it, you pick up something new from 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 a new person. Um, Would you describe this as an action movie? Absolutely, I think it's like dramatic. With um, I think Ang Lee just so good with doing these like dramatic big pictures of you know what is humanity about and having access to all these like emotional places. Right, I. Yeah. Oh my god, the amount of sounds and planes and Toronto. sirens happening right now is so irritating. I'm sure Anyways, they hear it. Um I forgot what I was gonna ask, but um I guess I wanted to ask about um the fight scenes. What what do you think about the fight scenes? Because I found them particularly um like less edge of my seat excitement and more like oh this is kind of beautiful <laughs> like this is kind of like 
this is kind of nicely choreographed. So I don't know. I I think Ang Lee was able to use those places as a way to tell and also reflect who the characters are. Um, if you remember the bamboo fighting scene, right? Like um, mm -hmm. the character Jen and Lee were flying between bamboos, right? Um, and Lee was able to like really dance around and float around, but Jen is able like. She, she's barely keeping it together and like kind of fumbling scared and this like scaredy cat you know mentality around her um and she's trying to like grasp really desperately about what what she can um I think she I think Angley was really successfully trying to like using those natural landscapes and to and to use it with like martial arts and to to not just like have martial arts fighting scenes that's a way to like showcase the physical side of things but also use it to to like storytell a little bit more like who are those characters um and i think like it is also like super apparent with um the first scene i mean the the the, the sword scene between um michelle's your characters and also jen was also super important um because this young i feel like michelle was able to see like a younger version of herself too um through jen and She's almost like Michelle is almost like this motherly figure that she never really get to be and trying to fight but not win. I think that's part of the essence of the spirit of that scene too. Um, like to know someone through fighting, it's like, um, um, and like uh, uh, earlier the scene that we're like friends, but they were breaking up with friends, but coming to recognizing like each other, um, they're actually Two different sides of a coin the same coin really um so yeah i think like for me like as, as someone who kind of grew up watching those scenes i was able to like pick apart those a little bit more but right but i think that's like just on the surface i think it's just like marvelously done and beautiful like you said very visually stunning particularly when they're fighting among the trees like you said um i had a hard time and maybe this is because i used translated english subtitles obviously understanding um michelle's character's uh motivations i guess because on one hand i feel like she's kind of like this like feminist icon <laughs> like this like like she's not doing what traditionally a woman would be expected to do um but at the same time she's constantly encouraging jen to go through with her marriage so i don't know if I don't, maybe that conflicted nature is part of the point. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you have any thoughts, but. Well, I, I think she, she's a people pleaser in the film. I think right. she's always trying to, she's like the typical middle child syndrome, trying to like make sure everybody, every, all the pieces are falling into the right place. Um, and she is the first one who noticed that Jen is the real, like the, the thief, the sword thief. Right. Um, but she's not purposely trying to poke through that she's actually trying to navigate through that and telling Jen that you know we just have to stick with what we have and just do our own thing um which I think everybody says one thing in the film but they actually want another thing I think right. Joe is also the character is also having a hard time recognizing that like she understands that she can be together with Lee but she wants it so desperately right and like for and vice versa, Jen verbally says that she doesn't want to be taught by anyone, but 
she desperately wanted to belong somewhere. Right. Like everybody wants something, but they just can't say it. Um, whether it's an ego problem or it's like a traditional problem, whether it's like a cultural problem. I think it's also like who we are as people, like regardless of time and place. I think we all want something, but it's a matter of like if we can be, if we can act on those and be, you know, clear and honest. Um, it's hard. It's really hard, right? I don't know. What was your favorite um, scene? I think the favorite scene was definitely the bamboo scene. Um, so okay, cool. what was your favorite scene involving Michelle? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, the I don't really have a favorite scene of hers. I feel like, if anything, I feel like she was really the anchor of the entire movie. Um, she's like the um, the logical, reasonable narrator, and she's making mm-hmm. these decisions throughout the movie. And I think. Um, yeah. She really grounds the movie a lot. Um, She's very steady throughout the film, but there's a moment towards the end, right before that bamboo fight was when Michelle and Jen fight. That was probably my favorite. That particular fight scene felt the most um, like raw and kind of unchoreographed, like kind of the most emotional fight scene. Like Michelle kept losing her weapons and like she tried to lift that thing and she couldn't lift. Like it was very much like just like very passionate fighting, less... Um, calculated combat which yeah. then it goes in i think it goes right from that into the bamboo scene right yeah, yeah and then totally. that that went back to more of like a choreographed sort of feel but i think that was my favorite michelle moment in the film because i felt the most the, emotional what do you think it's the relationship between like do you think there's some kind of jealousy going on between michelle and um Michelle's character and Jen. I don't know. That's what I'm trying to piece together. And what I don't know if that's what I wasn't sure if I was missing or losing. But I think that like hearing you talk about it, maybe like Michelle wanting to like, there's kind of like two sides of the coin. Like Michelle is this, this fighter, this independent woman, very, um, this kind of like anomaly for the time. Right. And she's in love with Lee, but she can't have Lee because she's, it's just not the life that she's living. And then you have Jen, who's like the polar opposite, who like can get married and can have that life, but she wants what Michelle has. So they kind of want what totally. each other, they want a piece of what each other have. And that is, I think, what the tension stems yeah. from. And I also feel like Michelle's character was really mad at Jen because if Jen was able to let go of some of the ego, um, Julian and Lee probably can't be together way right. earlier and they can just retire happily but yeah ego always gets into the way i think i mean that sort of tension is established pretty much right in their first scene together when when michelle is saying like being this this warrior this fighter is like not everything it looks like like totally she, yeah. she said sleeping in flea infested beds or something like <laughs> it's just the, it's all about like their individual perspectives towards mm-hmm. each other's lives i think is where the the emotion comes from and it culminates in that fight in that fight scene i think yeah um age i feel like it's always like this um we don't know like what we have until we lose him i mean that's kind of cheesy but we always want the other side of that pasture the green pasture so to speak um right which was really sad and like you said melancholic because of you know as you're growing older you kind of see things a little bit more clearer and for who, 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 what it is that really, and um, you can't really blame yourself for getting older. 
Um, um all right, go ahead. That got sentimental. We need to talk about Jade Fox. I feel like if there's a double side of between um Julian and Jen, I feel like Jade Fox was the ultimate outcast of it all. The real feminist <laughs> queer icon of it all. I I was about to say <laughs> we we can talk about it. I was about to say that I think Jade Fox is a little bit of a flop for me. <laughs> She's so fierce. What are you talking about? She's the I ultimate like... conniving cunt of it all. I love her for that. I feel like she just was like not very good at what she was trying to do. <laughs> like she's illiterate. She's an illiterate, um, uh, self-taught, you know, like like thief. She's like a murderous thief. Um, so the backstory, well, I'm not sure. I don't think the translation really nailed it, but mm-hmm. she was she she was being used for sex by uh by a martial arts master but um he the master wasn't wasn't willing to take her in as a right. as an apprentice so mm-hmm. she thought it would be really poetic to kill him under the hands of a woman um so she kind of like got into a race of um you know getting into martial arts and turning into this she's being turned by the time she's being she's a byproduct of the times that she's in she's able to like make her own living as a as a thief as a as a, mur- as a murderous thief like i was saying um and i think that really jumped out to me like there's so many outcasts and like people that you know are again not accepted by traditions but they have to find their ways to make it work for them um and and a little bit older too um so there's, there's so many different sides of like looking at female pre- like representations in the film like what do they what are their motivations and how did they get there um how did they get to where they're at um yeah i but i do see why you think she's a flop though like she seems like she's not really good at what she does there's fucking speed racing going on on my street yes okay um i just think in combat jade fox seemed kind of fucking easy to beat like right kind of needed to maybe self-teach herself a little better um i mean in the in the scenes itself she's using all these like nasty tricks right she's not fighting front on right so between the scenes where you know lee and jade fox was fighting you can definitely tell who is like the more righteous person so to speak right um I don't know. I don't know. I guess Jade Fox is technically the bad guy, but can you even like like the antagonist? But can you even consider her uh, that way? I don't blame her for that. She has all the right reasons to. Or would, is the antagonist of the film like these traditions? Like what? Come on, is this a feminist? Is this a feminist movie? Is this a feminist I film? I think it's like so feminist that it doesn't being registered as feminist movie, right? Because I think like it's it, it just like talks about traditions and you know like how we're we're own we're we are our own prisoners of those traditions and kind of we kind of become our own prisoners in a way. Um, or Jade Fox always talked about like this this sort of like um like the symbol of like poison and jade fox always used poison to fight and refers to jen as poison right before she dies yeah like this whole, and then, and then yeah. uses poison like poison is eventually what kills lee spoiler alert i can't i'm not giving spoiler alerts for a movie that came out everybody knows about like <laughs> um so this idea of poison is just interesting to me and how it it 
I don't know. What does the poison represent to you? I feel like there's more literal reading of it. It's like, like we're eating, we're eat, being eaten by our own ego. Maybe I think, like Jen is being led on by her own like ambitiousness and her own fantasy of what a good life entails, and also Jade Fox is being led on by her own desire to to be accepted by her own male peers and being regarded as the same as her male counterparts. Um, I think those are the the real enemies. If if I'm just following with what you're saying, I think um, I'm I'm so curious to see what the like. Imagine they can just do like a like a different side of the story and tell the story through the eyes of Jade Fox. I think she right. could be easily become a protagonist. Like, um, um, but you know, ego gets the best of her. Um, yeah, they did a sequel. I was just seeing that they. Did I a think it's a flop, right? Twenty sixteen on Netflix, so you know it's a flop. I think it's um, a flop. How would you describe Andy's um, uh, style? Like, do you find um, do you find it like an emotional story this time watching around, or like are there um, new aspects that you pick up on this time? Watching? Yeah, I found it deeply emotional this time around, but I actually don't think I've seen very many Angley films. Uh, Brokeback Mountain. I think the emotion, just the. Just the sort of like, just like that melancholy that I referenced, like that sort of feeling of like everybody is, particularly the female characters, are like longing for something that they can't achieve. Like, and it just, they like never get it. (laughs) Like the resolution is like, there isn't resolution. They just don't get it. There's death. And and lots of death, and that's if you go sad. back, if, if I can go back in time and spread the gospel of feminism, maybe things would have been different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It really is not. I mean, what do you think of the ending? I think it was so foreshadowed. I mean, let's. I, I would spend a little bit of time talking about Lee. I think he's full. He's a crock of shit. He's full of shit. He he's wants full of to- shit. No, he wants to like let go of everything, but he like he's still being like petty about a revenge of to Jade Fox. And like if you if you can't let go, you can't tell people that you're letting go. Like you you can it seems like the tide always drags you back. I feel like that's the like the central feeling of the film. It's like we all want to act on in certain ways, but then the ocean always kind of drags you back. Um, I think he's so full of shit. Like he's not able to like be honest and like be direct and reading right. on Michelle's character for so long. And I think um, having two characters who are a little bit shy and maybe it's like a Chinese way of doing it, but I don't know. Like they, they, it could have been way soon resolved, like the whole situation. But right. you know what? Uh, I make peace with it. Um, which is so sad, but I I think it's it only makes sense at the ending that you know one people one person dies and you know for the greater good I think for for everybody to recognize their own humanity. Um, what do you, what do you think, think about the ending, Jen? What do you think happens to Jen at the end? Hmm. I think I am the I'm more so believing that she she didn't kill herself. She wouldn't allow herself to do so. Well, girl, she jumped off the bridge. She's able to float like a like a feather. But is that just like a 
uh, <laughs> that's kind of a station of her of death it. or what? Like, I feel like that's kind of just my hopeful interpretation of that. I feel like if you, if you're on the other side of that camp, you probably think that she she off herself. <laughs> yeah, I think on the surface, I think she killed herself, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but I hope she didn't. I hope she's floating somewhere nicer. Like if if you're such a brilliant mind, like like there's you, you, you can come to recognize that there's so much to live for. Um yeah. If you're an old faggot like me, then a different story. <laughs> okay, so um yeah, I don't have much more to say, but what do you think this shows us about Michelle as we go into her her month? I think as because we know a little bit more about her career mm-hmm. now, especially after everything, every everywhere all at once. I'm, I'm fucking up titles every day. Um, we we see that she is able to do so many different things. She's able to do like the physical, the comedy, the emotional side of things. Because she does her own stunts, right? I think she does her own stunts here, even yeah, um, and even the everything everywhere at once, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, yeah. Um, what do you what like? How what do you think she kind of stands out as a, as a Hollywood actress? If if you would even categorize her as a as a Hollywood actress, like how how what do you think? It's I don't know if I would fully categorize Michelle as a Hollywood actress. I or maybe like a newly recognized a newly recognized Hollywood actress. I don't know because it's not like Michelle Yeoh is like new to the world of film. No, absolutely. But her like, her prominence is like astronomically bigger after everything, everywhere, all at once. But she right. did do major films before that, like, like Crazy Rich Asians, like Shang Chi, like, like she did big, huge blockbuster films. But I think standing out in her own right is in Hollywood is fairly new. So I don't know if I, I don't think it would actually be fair. I think it would be a disservice to everything that she's done before her American blockbusters to call her a Hollywood actress. Right. And I wonder how how difficult or how easy was it for her to transition into the Hollywood global stage? Um, mm-hmm. Is it just because like she's an Asian actress or I feel like if, I mean, like we talk about Angela Bassett, right? Her racialized background, like how, but she's still be- being recognized as an American actress. But I feel like for Michelle, it 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 has a different like, conversation about how she's able to integrate into the mainstream Hollywood circuit of it all. Um, and I honestly don't think anybody else in Asia can do what she does. Like nobody nowadays, especially actresses nowadays in Asia, they're not physically trained in this level of, you know, precision and um, right. how rigorous it is. Um, and I think she needs, like, she needs her flowers. I feel like we're, there's so many, I feel like, as we're talking about more of Michelle's, I'm so excited for what her future roles. I know that she has a bunch of different stuff coming up in the coming years, mm-hmm. so I'm excited. Um, but hopefully to see a, a probably newer side of her or an unexplored side of her. Um, I know that she has some like horror and some campy films coming out. Um, right. Well, I think Everything Everywhere is going to be a big episode because I think there's a lot of new Michelle Yeoh I think we can definitely through. come back to it though, doing a comparison between two. Like, 
this film and also everything um everything everywhere at once with his like motherly figure yeah. and, you know having a family to care for do you think any actors in this film deserved a nomination for an oscar because it didn't this i mean we've talked about this film only had a 17 million dollar american budget um right. 17 million us dollars and it gross 214 so obviously huge major success that's huge um Um, and then it was nominated for 10 oscars but no acting oscars do you think that's kind of racist i mean should we be if if we're only looking back from today's perspective i don't Mm. think it's the most you know well-rounded argument but i i do think international films are not being judged on acting is it because yeah of the language difference or is it because it's well hold on (laughs) i think that it i think that it when an international film is like renowned and recognized and it does really well with american audiences they toss it the oscar nominations but it's a lot harder like they toss it um obviously best international film um and in very rare cases they toss it like a best picture nomination like this got or like like Parasite One, right? It's yep. so much harder for the actors in these films to get nominations. Parasite had not a single acting nomination. There's another thing going by. Um, it's Parasite, one of the characters flying, flying between the buildings. <laughs> they're louder in real life. Um, Parasite had not a single acting nomination. And I think that's kind of insane because I think the acting in Parasite was superb. I think that in this movie... It's, it's, Michelle is probably the only one I could see being tossed in a nomination. Totally. And then she probably will win too. I, who, who won that year? I wonder. Um, I don't know. But this like, did it, win Best Foreign Film, Best Art Direction, Best Cinematography. Absolutely. Which is so well-deserved too. Um, like I can't imagine any, any film would surpass that. I mean, just for how, how grand it is, how, how ambitious it is to tell so many different stories in two hours. Um, everybody has a plot. Everybody has like a career character arc throughout the movie, and I think having to achieve so much within so little time, I think um, it takes a certain kind of skill to direct. Um, the winner of Best Actress this year in two thousand one was Julia Roberts. In or Aaron Brockovich. Okay, <laughs> I think that's also well deserved too then yeah fair but i mean i'm not saying that michelle deserved to win i think they could have tossed her a nom i think it i think you know throwing i think it is a little bit racist that these let's look at crouching tiger and parasite these films get you know eight to ten nominations they're nominated for best picture best director best whatever you're telling me that that this absolutely stacked movie like 10 nominations for crouching tiger is incredible that's a lot of nominations it's yeah and you're telling me that you don't think that that you're when an actor doesn't get a nomination in a film in my mind and maybe this is inaccurate in my mind it says that like this film could have gotten these nominations without you (laughs) like you were replaceable in this movie it's not about you right yeah i i I see that that i think that probably the probably same i feel the same with you with that um, and I don't think that, and I don't think that's true. <laughs> I think back then we probably 2000s, right? Like imagine like the cultural yeah. space that we have. Like it was before, obviously, Me Too movement, not before 
the Black Lives Matter movement, like there wasn't really a lot of consciousness about identity politics and um, like, which almost feels like how, like, like what was the press around that era area that, you know, that didn't talk about it. We probably need to do some research on the side too. Well, um, Michelle must um, be pissed though. I, I, just, I, I can just imagine like, you know, like having having included in all these like categories, but except acting, which feels like a little personal, really. Which um, happened again for, didn't it happen for Roma? What was, Ro- you know, Roma, what was Roma nominated for? Honestly, um, it's interesting to talk about this now because then we're going to finish on Everything Everywhere, which we know totally Michelle's yeah. Oscar win. So we can sort of talk about the changing conversations and attitudes surrounding it. Like, yes, this was 2000. So maybe that argument for um, like awareness diversity. is a little bit valid. But when we're looking at Parasite, what year did Parasite win? I don't even remember. But 2020, maybe it's a little bit. It's a little the conversations were happening. Yeah, it was 2020. It was right before the pandemic. Um, yeah. Roma did get an acting nomination, just for the record. But right, okay, yes, I, yeah, I remember. I remember the dress that that she wore. I don't, I just don't remember. I don't remember her name, but I remember the dress that she wore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, welcome well, we're to on the a tangent. I don't know um, if there's anything else you anything else you have to say, but I think this was a can, good start. Can I just dock some points for the 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 dialect coach um i'm not sure if you also picked up so lee and michelle's character they're hong kong actor actors they mm-hmm. i mean it's also different so lee was speaking in they're all speaking mandarin but lee has a really strong hong kong accent michelle has a really strong malaysian accent right jen has a really strong beijing accent and um there's not like the 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 really handsome um actor he's the um, the mongolian uh wow Who jen's in love with yeah um, low? he's from taiwan low, i think was his name low yeah so i think my parents grew up watching it we we're always laughing about how michelle's pronunciation of things are really? so yeah um, i'm not sure if you pick up but it needs no, a how did work. i pick up on that <laughs> um so that's the only thing I find a little bit like troubling, but I find it part of the charm of that movie too. But I don't think a lot of international audience would potentially pick it up, you know. Um, but anyway, not that's me saying my... she should have been tossed an Oscar nomination, and then you saying actually her pronunciation of <laughs> no, but she was, was so good in the film; she was wonderful. Like nobody can do what she she did back then, right? Like if you think about like Asian actresses now, like nobody can do can do what she she she's doing still really right. And this movie is still the um, the foreign film with the most Oscar nominations tied with Roma. So Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Anyway. I think this is a good place to start. I think Michelle's performance was really consistent and um, made sense with the character. Like it was a very steady performance, but it was emotional when it needed to be. It felt like it was building and then it exploded. Totally. That was nice She's definitely watch, like so. a slow burn actress. Like, I wonder if we're going to see that more from her in the future films too. Like, she she's not the type of, like, actor, actress that goes in and, like, you know, do a big moment. She's, like, that slow burn of an actress, I think. Right. Um, which I think she really excels in, in living in that space and 
taking being in control and you know um just being really comfortable and like like acting from within um instead of like feeling more put on from other more you know compared with some of the other actresses that we've, we've talked about here um yeah do you want to tell people what movie we're doing next i believe we're watching 2011 the lady which is a biopic again biopic alert here we go another biopic um, about the, the Burmese leader, Democratic um, and Nobel Prize winner, Aung San Suu Kyi. Yes. Um, yeah. So we'll be talking about that next week. Great. Um, I'm excited because I haven't seen that one. I think that's the only one that we're doing of Michelle that I haven't seen previously. Yeah. I watched it yesterday too because um, I thought that we we're doing the lady first. So um, it's pretty good, but I'll, I'll leave it for you to decide. Okay. <laughs> okay um, well, if you want to find us on the internet, well, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us <laughs> on Instagram or Spotify pod. or wherever you get your podcast from. And on BetterHelp. No, um, not on BetterHelp. On BetterHelp. <laughs> <laughs> We're manifesting a BetterHelp sponsorship. Sure. Please, please do. Um, we'll see you next week. I'm going to jump off to the bamboos now. <laughs> okay. Okay, Goodbye. bye everyone. Along came the best gift. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Shut up, please. <laughs> I can beat you up, okay? And that's serious.